Hey guys, what's up? Yeah, I know it's a little late for some of you that are probably watching, and I thank you for that. But I wanted to, <coughs> excuse me, I wanted to kind of address this a little bit, getting over a cough there, um, allergies, if you will. But I want to uh, address this for a second, you know, because it, it, it's something that I talked about um, recently in a video, uh, not that long ago. Um, and basically in the video, and I'll probably after this live chat, this live stream is done, I'll post it, um, uh, for you guys to see. Uh, but basically I, I talked about this, um, I talked about this basically, Um, in a live stream, like I said, I'll put that there. I'm just doing something real quickly. I'm not using the OBS Studio right now. I'm just want to do this real quickly. Um, but like I said, I, I did a video on this, and you know, I touched upon why. Well, I basically said that you know there was just you know, too many factions, you know, in AEW as we speak. Um, and first of all, before I fully get in, you might notice I'm using the headset. Um, excuse me. The This is the second time I'm using this because, like I said, my mom's home. And, you know, it's a lot easier to do this. Instead of bringing out the mic, the uh, Logitech, the Rockstar mic, if you will, or the Blue Snowball Ice mic, um, that way it's a lot easier for if I'm a little quiet, I, I can uh, put my mouth to this and it's a lot easier uh, for you guys to hear me. And I want, like I said, I want to do this before I go to bed. As you can tell, I got uh, the bed all set and ready to go. And uh, let me let me just test this real quickly. As well as it lets me get content on there as quickly as I can. Okay. <coughs> Excuse me. And like I said, I'm going over a little bit of a cough. Uh, but anyway, like I said, um, this is something I touched upon uh, briefly. And Super Chat's on, are officially on if you guys want to do it that way. And again, I thank you all for joining me late right now. Um, but anyway, like I said, uh, this is something I touched upon in the previous video. And like I said, at the end of this, I'll edit it in as something you can watch at the end. You know, you know one of those video links, <laughs> you know, that you get at the end of the videos. Um, but anyway, like I said, um, this is just something that I touched upon recently in a video where I talked about the fact that you know, is it just me or does AEW have way too many factions? Because it seems that way to me. It seems that way to me because of the fact that it's like you can't you can't turn can't turn your head for like one second and all of a sudden there's a new faction suddenly busting on the scenes, if you know what I mean. They're busting on the scenes and and it's like, oh, great, now we've got another group. I mean, but at first it was fine when you just had, you know, the inner circle and, you know, in the Nightmare family. I just adjust the camera there a little bit. Let me just adjust that. There we go. But like I said, you know, it was one thing when it was just, you know, the Nightmare. It was just the inner circle. It was just the elite. You know, it was just the Nightmare family and even the Dark Order. That was fine. Yeah, like what? Elite? Inner Circle, Nightmare Family, Dark Order. You had four four factions, and that's fine. And then it started, and then all of a sudden things started to get a little bit, you know, more expansive. Like all of a sudden you had, um, what was it? You had you had Death Triangle come in here. You know, you had um, who else? Who else did you have? You have Death Triangle. 
You had... So you had Death Triangle, you had FTR, Spears, and Blanchard. You had Jungle, you had the Jungle Express, although they're a trio, but who knows. You had the best friends as a trio, but now they've added Statliner to the group. So that's another faction. Just, God, how many? It's like, I mean, again, it was it was fine at first, but now all of a sudden, it's like we go from the like initial four to all of a sudden, here's like here's faction number five, here's faction number six. You know, it's hard to keep it's hard to keep up. You know, you know, with what you got. I mean, again, I think the next faction they had was Death Triangle. Then, who else did they have after that? Got Team Taz is one that started to show up. You know, so you had them show up. Um, who else? Yeah, Vicky Guerrero aligning herself with Nala Rose and a few others. I think that's becoming something. You know, so. so just a headset here. So it just, it just started to grow, you know, slowly at first. But now it's like you can't turn your head without noticing one faction after the other, if you know what I mean. And what really put it over the top, I think, for a lot of people, was when they decided to give QT Marshall a faction. I mean, QT Marshall was part of the Nightmare family, and now all of a sudden, he's got a faction of his own called the Pussycats or something. I I, I don't know. It's like, really? So now you're going to give them a faction? It's like... And his thing, you have the elite, you have the bucks, you know, and it's like, you don't know if they're in or they're out or what's going on. And now they're in, well, supposedly we believe they're in, who knows what's going on anymore. Then you have Eddie Kingston with the butcher and the blade and the bunny, and then he goes face and you have Matt Hardy come in and he builds his faction, a private party, turns them heel and then aligns them or signs to his group, um, the Butcher and the Blade and the Bunny, and now it's Matt Hardy Incorporator or something like that. It's like, how many factions is that? You know, you got you got the initial four, Inner Circle, Elite, um, Dark Order, Nightmare Family, and then you add Team Taz, then you add the Matt Hardy brand, now you got QT Marshall, you got the best friends with Statlider Enders Edition. You got Death Triangle, if you want to look at them as a group, a trio faction or whatever, they could still expand. And, and then, oh, Ryan Namath's this little trio. Yeah, the Hollywood hunk, Ryan Namath, Dolph, Dolph Ziggler's brother. He's got a freaking faction. Well, it's a mini trio faction. For right now, before they probably get aligned with somebody or they start growing. So it's like 10 factions. 10 factions of, you know, you know, eight plus people or less. 10. And, and again, it's like, is it just my mic there for a second? So you guys can hear me better. There we go. And again, it's just like, you know, when is enough enough, right? It's like, when is enough enough? Because it's like, again, you can't turn your head for one moment. One moment. All of a sudden, there's a new faction. All of a sudden... There is a new faction. And like I said, you can't turn your 
your head for one second. And all of a sudden there's a new faction. It's like it's like AEW <clears throat> just doesn't get it. You don't need so many factions, you know, in your company. I mean, I mean, look, I, I understand that when you go and look in Japan, you know, they have tons of factions. But compared to AEW, honestly, AEW topples them. And that's the truth. I mean, you got, I mean, what do you got in Japan? You got Suzuki Gun, or Suzuki Gun. You got, what is it? You got Suzuki Gun. You got Chaos, I think. You got the Empire. Who else? Who else, huh? Besides them. Those are the only, I mean, I know there's probably two more, but again, that pales in comparison. In comparison, my friend, to what's going on with all league wrestling. I mean, Impact Wrestling has less factions than that. The main faction they have there is violent by design. And that's it. I that's it. That's it. That's that's the only group they have. To be honest with you. It's like it's it's almost like Tony Khan doesn't get it. It's like he doesn't get it. You don't need that many factions in a wrestling company. I mean, WCW tried it at one point, and guess what? It didn't work. Why? Because they were trying to spin off the NWO into two separate factions. Didn't work. I mean, the Wolfpack was popular, but still, initially, didn't work. And then, and then on top of that, on top of that, they tried to do the LWO. That didn't work. You know, they tried to do the revolution. They tried to do the filthy animals. And they were good factions, but they didn't last long because they tried to have them around at the same time. You would have the horsemen. Or you would have, you know, misfits in action. You know, and all the new blood of the Millionaires Club. It's like, again... You know, and speaking of that, 20 years ago, 21 years ago when that happened, you know, you had misfits, you had filthy animals, and then on top of that, you had New Blood and and, and the Millionaire's Club. And then any remnants of the revolution, and it's like, yeah, those factions that were in the middle of New Blood and Millionaire's Club, they didn't last. They didn't last at all. And in WCW constantly always kept it to maybe one or two, three groups at the most. And that was it. That was it. There was no other groups that they would go with. No other groups, you know, that if if you will, that they would they would focus on. It was mainly just three groups. It was, you know, it was the NWO. The NWO Wolfpack at at one point, and the Four Horsemen, and that was it. I mean, if you want to say WCW was a faction, then fine, that was a faction too, but still. The fact is, they kept it to less than three to four factions. And the main focus was on the two main event factions that people tuned in to see. And that was it. But again, the thing is, there's way too many factions. Way too many. And it, this is a problem that... And, and, and look, I might get some flack for this. I might get some flack, and I do apologize. Did I adjust my mic? 
It's but here's the thing. This is a problem that AEW needs to address. This is a problem they need to address. So you know what's going to happen? TNT. TNT, the network that hosts Dynamite, they're going to step in and they're going to do something about it. You don't think they will? TNT has made it pretty much clear that they are, they are sick and tired of AEW you know, hitting them with surprises week after week. You know, they're sick and tired of it. They are sick and tired of it. And if they're sick, and if they're coming out and saying, hey, we're sick and tired of this, who's to say they won't come out and say, hey, we're sick and tired of these numerous factions. We don't know who's who anymore because nobody is their own star. Who's to say well, they won't step in and do that? Because guess what? They will. They will step in and do that. <sighs> I mean, look, I, I get the fact that I get, oh, look, I get maybe what Tony Khan's mindset might be. You know, I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, exclude anybody. I don't want anybody to feel left out. I get that. I, I get that. I really do. But, but when you're putting so much stock Well, when you're putting so much stock on putting, well, not a lot, well, I wouldn't say stock, but when you're putting so much focus on giving everybody a group to be part of, that individual loses the individuality. I mean, yes, it's nice once in a while that somebody might get focused on out of a group, but then afterwards, whether they succeed at whatever they're being focused on and being pushed into or not, the focus goes back on that group. It really does. I mean, let, let me put it to you like this. Let me put it to you like this. And I say this with all due respect. God rest his soul. You know, God rest his soul and everything. But here's the thing. When Brody Lee was alive and he was leading the Dark Order, he was the TNT champ, and he was one of the more dominant champs in the short run that he had. And guess what? The focus was on him at times, but it was also mainly on the Dark Order. Yeah. On, on, when it came off on television, yeah, the focus was on Brody. But at most times, it was on the Dark Order. It was They tried to balance it out. But at times, you could tell that it focused more on the Dark Order at times than Brody. You know, and again, this is before he left. This is before, you know, he had to leave due to medical reasons. And again, God rest his soul, and I'm saying this with all due respect, but the fact of the matter is, the folk, he may have gotten the spotlight at times, but even during his reign as TNT champion, and his mini feud with John Moxley, yeah, was, I mean, yeah, he had the focus, but at most times the focus was on the Dark Order. Like, how powerful are they going to be when Brody, if Brody becomes a double champion or this or that? It wasn't about how dominant is Brody Lee being, how dominant is he going to be as champion? Will he need the Dark Order anymore, or will he want to venture out on his own? And again, I say that with all the due respect to the man because he is one of the best talents that left us way too early. He really is. There's no getting around that. The fact of the matter is, the fact of the matter is this. You know, even though most of the, most of the focus was on him, at times, the focus shifted straight to the new, to the, to the dark order. And it's like, you know, if this guy is supposed to be, had health issues not played a factor, okay? Health, health, health issues not played a factor, okay? There is no doubt, no doubt Brody would have been a 
would have, there's no doubt in my mind, Brody would have had the spotlight on him and, and less on the Dark Order. I mean, yeah, he was there to help push the Dark Order and make him into a potential threat. And he was the missing ingredient, the missing piece of the puzzle they needed. But the thing is, the thing is, you could tell that they wanted to focus on Brody a lot more than the Dark Order, but they just had to focus on the Dark Order as much as they did. And why? Because of the fact because of the fact, okay, because of the fact that the Dark Order was there with them from the beginning, and all Brody, Lee, Brody Lee did was add that extra oomph that they needed to be looked at as the main event group. But the focus was starting to be more on them at times than him. I mean, like I said, they tried to balance it out, and I'll give them credit for that. But in the end, more focus went on them. And maybe that was intentional. Maybe that's what Brody wanted, was the, was the focus and the spotlight to be on the Dark Order. And I applaud him for that. I have nothing but respect for him for that. But when the company is treating you like a main event guy, they're treating you as the next potential world champion after Moxley had health issues not played a factor down the line then the focus should have been on you and not them entirely. Or there should have been, like I said, a balancing out, which I think they tried to do. But I will give Brody credit if his if his intention being there was, hey, you can balance it out, but put more of the spotlight in the dark order. I get that. So I understand that. But getting back to what I said, you know, even when he arrived... There were that there weren't that many factions. It was just the initial four, and then all of a sudden, here comes like I said, Death Triangle with Park, Pentagon Junior, Pentagon L Zero, M, Pen, Penta ML Zero, you know, and Ray Phoenix, and then here came Team Taz, and then it just snowballed from there, and it's like, you know. Again, like I said earlier, it's nice when individual members of a group get a focus. I mean, speaking of the Dark Order, like I said, the focus, even though they tried to balance it out, out, and maybe Brody Lee wanted more of the focus on the Dark Order behind the scenes so they can get over, which, again, I gave him credit for. But recently, the Dark Order was focused on with Ty Conte getting a shot at Okara Oshida in the AW Women's Championship. So... You know, so that's something that they need to, to me, when I see that, I should say, that's something that I believe AEW should do. They should put the focus on one member of a group, one member of a faction that you feel is going to stand out on their own eventually. And down the line, maybe they can break off from said group and be their own star, be their own individual. And maybe that could be a formula you could utilize for every other faction that you have. So that eventually, after you have all these stars get focused on individually on their own, you know, as part of a faction, and they start to, you know, get that momentum to where fans want to see them break off and be their own star, guess what? Everybody has a purpose individually and as a team. They have a purpose. You know, they don't have to rely on a faction to get over anymore because being part of that faction, you've put the spotlight on them and now fans want to see more of them as themselves and not part of a group. But again, like I, and that's something to me that they need to work on. They need to really push, in my opinion. They need to. They need to because it's just... <sighs> Right now, this is this is just something that AEW needs to address. Because again, if they don't address it, TNT is going to address it. Because if you think TNT is going to come, but because if you think 
If you and because if you as fans and AEW as a promotion think, okay, that how do, how do I put this? Let me check something here for a second. I mean, if you think, you know, as fans and if you AEW as a promotion think that TNT stepping in and telling you, hey, we're sick and tired of these surprises that you just bring on us. You know, out of nowhere on a weekly basis, we want you to stop it. If you think they're sick and tired of that, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they suddenly come out out. You know, if they suddenly come out down the line, I should say, and, and basically tell you, we're sick and tired of these factions. We don't know who's who. You either got to cut some people, release them, let them go. You know, let them explore their options, or break up these factions and let them be their own individuals. Because again, you know, a lot, you know, and I talked about this about TNT along with Peacock. You know, TNT, like Peacock, it seems to me that they're overstepping their boundaries. Like instead of putting a disclaimer before every episode of AEW saying, hey, some material in this, some material here may, may not be suitable for children for all, for all ages, view discussion advice. You know, you know, to me, that's all TNT has to do. If they don't like what you know, the superstar, the superstars, the men and women are saying or doing, as far as AEW is concerned, all they have to do is put up a view discretion disclaimer, and that's it. But again, like I said, TNT seems to be overstepping the boundaries because now all of a sudden they're bleeping out swear words. You know, God only knows what they're going to do with blood and guts when that happens on May on Cinco de Mayo, May fifth. You know, it, it, you know, it, you know, it's anybody's guess. And, and the technical issues, you know, TNT messing up there with an NBA broadcast interfering with a AEW broadcast, and then for Ethan Page's de- singles debut on Dynamite, no, no audio. And then on top of that, you got somebody now in charge of Warner Media that. Like someone previously, 21 years ago, was seems to be not a fan of wrestling. Probably wants to get rid of it, or whatever the case may be, or wants to do something that shows, hey, wrestling's not as important as you think it is. You know, you know, you know, AEW's got, you know, it's like, you know, if AEW is worrying about. If fans of AEW and AEW themselves are worrying about, you know, TNT overstepping the boundaries with, with all that, like I said, with, with these, with them bleeping out swear words, audio issues, no audio, no commentary audio during matches and whatever and whatever, or whatever the case may be, and however they're going to react to the Blood and Guts event on Cinco de Mayo, and the fact that, like I said, you had this guy that, just like somebody 21 years ago, may not particularly be a fan of wrestling, may not like AEW, and after the contract's up, may want to just get rid of it. You know, if AEW and fans of AEW are worried about things like that when it comes to TNT, and TNT right now is in a position to where they can basically make the call of bleeping out words and doing stuff like that, how do you think TNT is going to feel suddenly they decide, you know what, I don't know who any of these people are because there's too many groups. Nobody's being, nobody's being treated like an individual star. No one's given a spotlight. How do you think they're going to, how do you think they're going to react if, how do you think they're reacting to that or will react to that? Because you know what's going to happen if AEW doesn't address this? TNT is going to be the one that steps in and like I said, they're going to be the ones that tell them to disband the groups. Either re- make roster cuts, release people, let them go elsewhere, or basically disband all the damn factions and let people, you know, go off on their own in the company and become their own stars individually or as a team. And and they need to, and if I'm AEW, I need to start looking into that. Because if I'm Tony Khan and I'm worried about the fact that now TNT's starting to you know, overstep the boundaries or, you know, take an interest into what's going on with my product, you know, that there's, 
showing on their network to the point that they're bleeping out swear words? You know, maybe I need to reevaluate how the, I'm running this company. And you know what I think is going to happen? I honestly believe that before or after Double or Nothing, something will occur. Something will happen to where this whole f- numerous faction situation, this overcrowdingness of factions will be addressed. Because again, it's like you can't, you can't blink an eye for one moment because here comes another faction. I mean, how many, like I said, let's count again. How many factions do we have? Inner Circle, Elite Bullet Club, Team Taz, Death Triangle, The Pinnacle. Let's see. Uh, the Nightmare Family, if you will. What's left of them? Uh, QT Marshall's group. Who else? Uh, the Best Friends. The Jungle Express, if you want to put them that way. Ryan Namus's group. You have like 10 to maybe 12 groups. Like I said, you have Inner Circle, Bullet Club, Elite, De- Death Triangle, Pinnacle, Team Taz, Best Friends, Nightmare Family, QT Marshall's group. Who else did I say? Okay, let me, let me do that again. I know it's late. So I'm a little tired. I'm tired, so I'm, I'm trying to get through this. Let's see. Inner Circle, Pinnacle, Elite Bullet Club, Team Taz, Nightmare Family, what's left of them, QT Marshall's group, Death Triangle, Ryan Namath's group. So you got about 10 or 12. Oh yeah, Dark Order. That's who I'm missing. I'm sorry. So let's see that. Let's do that again one more time. Inner Circle, Elite Bullet Club, Pinnacle, Dark Order, Death Triangle, Team Taz, Best Friends. Um, if you will, QT Marshall's group, Ryan Namus's group, and who else? The Nightmare Family. I think so. It's like ten. You got ten to twelve, not counting the other ones as well, but potentially. So you got like ten, maybe twelve factions in AEW. That's way. Oh, and Matt Hardy's group. There you go. So you got ten. You got eleven to twelve factions. Eleven to twelve factions. That is way too many factions, and they're not counting whatever kind of alliance Vicky Guerrero, Nyla Rose, and. Brit and Rebel have. Britt Baker, that is, DMD. But if you count that sort of on the on the outside, you got like 12 freaking factions. And that's that's one too many. And that's 12. And that's 12 too many. And again, this is where I think AEW is going to face an issue down the line. I mean, it's great they got 1.2 million viewers on Wednesday night, the first night, by the first Wednesday they've had to themselves. That's great and everything. But you know what's going to happen? The viewership numbers may start dropping because the because having a over a do, having about a dozen, if not a little over a dozen factions, that's going to hurt you. It's going to hurt you in a big way. And again, like I said, if you, if Tony Khan, if you as fans, you, uh, you know, you as AEW a promotion, and Tony Khan the one that runs it, if you're worried about the fact that TNT's sticking the nose in your business, you know, right now, can you imagine? Because of, you know, they don't like surprises, or now the sick and tired of the wrestlers swearing and there's the potential maybe they might gray out the blood or whatever the case may be instead of putting up a disclaimer of view discretion and is advised which would be the smart thing to do how do you think they're going to react eventually when they start noticing that there's way too many factions and they don't know who many of these if not and they don't know who any of these men or women are because they're in a group and they're not getting over Again, when I talked about the Dark Order, 
the fact that they tried to balance things out with Brody and the Dark Order, I thought was great. But again, give credit to Brody. He wanted to focus more on the Dark Order, you know, as a group, because he wanted to get those guys and gals over. But, but, again, they wanted to put the focus on Brody, which was a great thing, because he not only was a leader, not only was a TNT champion, but he had a presence to him, and he came off as a star, as someone that could be the face of the company. That no matter where he went, you would know, that's Mr. Brody Lee, head of the Dark Order, part of AEW. You would know it. And again, going back to the Dark Order and talking about Ty Conte like I did earlier, I like the fact that they focused on her a lot because of the fact that she had gotten to that number one contendership to face Hakuro Ishida for the Women's Championship. And that was great. But even afterwards now, it's like, you know, even after that match, has that match happened yet? I'm not really sure. I got to go back and see. Because I haven't watched AEW as much, but I have been paying attention. But the, again, the question is, what's going to happen, you know, after that match takes place or when it takes place? What's going to happen afterwards? Whether Ty Conte wins or she doesn't. The focus ain't going to be on her anymore. It's going to be on the Dark Order. That's it. And yeah, that's great. No problem. I like the fact that the Dark Order is getting attention. Especially with negative one being the leader, the de facto leader, Brody Lee Jr. Hey, I love it. I love the fact that they're giving the spotlight. I love the fact, fact that someone that's not even old enough to drive is giving the orders and has more charisma right now than I think anybody can give credit for. And that's saying something. But the but again, the focus with all with all that said, with all that respect all that respectfully said to the Dark Order. You know, no disrespect whatsoever, not for me. But with all that respectfully said about them, you know, Ty Conte's getting the spotlight now, but afterwards, what happens? Whether she wins or she doesn't. The focus goes back on the faction it's gr- itself, and even as champion, is she going to be able to stand out? No. Because she's going to be known as the women's champ that's part of Dark Order. She's got to be able to stand on her own two feet. And hopefully they allow her to do that if they decide to give her the belt, which a lot of people don't think is going to happen. And they might be tr- might be right about that. But again, what I'm getting at, folks, is, you know, to fix this problem, AEW needs to start doing what they did with Ty Conte. They need to start taking a lot of these in all these factions they have these dozens of factions and believe me it's about 12 if you if you want to lump in the alliance of vicky nyla brit and rebel and even miko i think that's her name miko if you want to lump that alliance in um if you will the fact of the matter is you know, they need to do something about these factions. They need to fix this problem. And the way they fix it is doing what they did with Taikante. And that's focus on the individual, on on each member individually when it comes to certain matches. Because once you focus on that person individually, they will start to get over. And again, like I said, maybe fans will want to see them, you know, break off on their own. And if you continue doing that for each and every other member of a faction, guess what? Everybody, like I said, starts to develop their own gimmick. They start getting more more confidence in the fact that they can go off on their own and do things. And before you know it, everybody's got a purpose in all elite wrestling. Everybody as an individual singles competitor and everybody as a tag team has a purpose because they were able to have the spotlight when they were part of a faction put on them, giving them that attention to allow them to build and become what they would eventually become. And now they can break off and be their own person. And that's what teen, and that's what AEW needs to do. They need to do something like that because if not, if not, and this is the truth, ladies and gentlemen, 
It's hard to swallow, but this is the truth. If not, TNT is going to be the ones that step in. They're going to be the ones that step in, and they're going to be ones that do something about this. They're going to be the ones that are going to be like, okay, enough. We're sick and tired of this. No more factions. And, you know, they might just get a hold of Tony Khan and say, hey, you either break up all these factions, you either disband them, let people, you know, be their own individual stars or do some release cuts or whatever, or we're going to cancel your show. And you don't think they will, they will. You don't think they will. Guess what? (laughs) They will. They will do exactly that. And that's not a lie. That is not a lie, ladies and gentlemen. Because, again, if you think TNT is sick and tired of surprises, if you think TNT, honestly, is sick and tired of, you know, AEW allowing those wrestlers to swear to now the point they have to order them or make them bleep things out or whatever the case may be, if you think TNT and now the new people are in charge that seem to have a similar philosophy and mindset towards wrestling like those 21 years ago did, if you think they're getting up to hue with TNT, how do you think they're going to feel about TNT? How do you think they're going to feel about AEW with all these factions? Yeah, they might be glad that AEW got them 1.2 million viewers you know, on Wednesday, and that's great. More power to them. I hope they improve. I hope they triple that number on Cinco de Mayo with blood and guts. But here's the thing. You know, they might be happy they're getting those viewership numbers, those rating numbers. But what's going to happen in the future? What's going to happen? Hmm? Are those numbers going to be consistent? Or is TNT going to get fed up with AEW to the point that they might sabotage it to the point that nobody will know AEW is, even though they will? Will they do something to probably try to send a message like, hey, we're sick and tired of you guys doing things a certain way. We're sick and tired of all these factions. We're sick and tired of this. We're sick and tired of that. And if you want to stay on the air, you have to do, you have to fix some things. You have to, you know, do what we ask you to do or do what we tell you to do. (laughs) You know, you don't think TNT won't, you know, do something about what's going on, especially with the factions. Of course they will. You know, they can say, they can look at said they can look at the viewership numbers and say viewership numbers 1.2 million viewership numbers be damn that's great and all but we're sick and tired of these factions we don't know who's who anymore so if I'm again if I'm if I'm AEW then I do what I have to do to fix this because here's the truth you might keep you might be glad you got 1.2 million viewers, and that's great. You might be getting 1.2 million, 1.3 next week. But over time, and history has shown this, if you stay repetitive with a few, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? With a few um, treats thrown in here and there, with a few you know, mega events, made for television, mega events thrown in here and there. If you keep going the same route you're going and being repetitive, those viewership numbers are going to go down. Because people will watch, and even, even if the fans of AEW, they're going to be like, yeah, we've seen this before. What's so different about it? What's why we why are they doing this again? Or you know what's going on? Nothing's happening. Nobody's getting over and stuff like that. You know they're going to get to a point to where I hate to say it, people would prefer watching WWE over them, and they don't want that. There are fans of AEW right now that don't want to have to rely on having to go back and watch NXT or watch SmackDown or, God forbid, Monday Night Raw in the state that it's in right now. Or even have to go and, you know, go to Twitch and watch Impact Wrestling or, with a ha- or 
go to YouTube and watch the newest episode of MLW or whatever the case may be. They don't want to do that, but over time, it may not be happening now, but over time, whether or not TNT steps in and does something about it first, which they may, who knows? You know, fans are going to start detracting because the viewership numbers may be up right now, and that's great. But in time, if nothing changes and things feel the same, they're going to start going from this to that. And you don't want that, and neither does TNT. Because TNT, whether they step in and address the situation themselves to Tony Khan, the one thing they don't want is a show that people consider one of the highest rated shows to lose those ratings. And if those ratings and viewerships get lost because of repetitiveness and the fact that there's too many factions that's causing that, then AEW's got no one to, no one but themselves to blame. Again, like I said, I know that other companies have numerous factions. New Japan is notorious. But I see less factions and groups in New Japan right now than I do in AEW. I see less factions and stuff in Impact Wrestling and in MLW combined compared to AEW. I see less factions, if you will, in WWE overall between all three brands compared to AEW. And the thing is, they might not be, you know, neither one of those promotions may not be putting on the kind of content, you know, and show that AEW is doing that people love. But guess what? Over time, like I said, AEW is going to lose, may lose momentum. They may lose that viewership because they're being repetitive. They might keep it up for a while, you know, with, you know, of course, people looking forward to Blood and Guts War Games on Cinco de Mayo and, and then a few weeks later, double or nothing. But still, you know, but still, even with that, the viewership numbers are, I mean, especially going into the summer, viewership numbers are going to drop. They will. Because people will start noticing the repetitiveness and they'll be like, well, it's the summer. I'd rather be outside doing my own thing, playing with my fan, my friends, whatever, going to parties, if we're allowed to do that at that time. You know, hopefully we'll all be vaccinated by then. I've already got my first shot. But still, once the summer comes around, the viewership numbers, they may start dropping drastically. And AEW doesn't want, and AEW I know, and TNT mostly, doesn't want that. But the reason they may start dropping drastically isn't because of the fact that people are out and about because of the summer. But it's because of the fact that they'll start noticing a repetitiveness in storytelling and the fact that there's too many factions still going on when there should be less factions. I mean, if you're going to focus on any factions, you need to focus on only four. And those four, in my opinion, are the Inner Circle, the Pinnacle, Elite Bullet Club, and Dark Order. That's it. That's it. The other ones, they need to go. They need to disband, and every man and woman in those groups need to be their own stars. And that's the truth. That's the absolute truth, and everybody watching this knows it. Everybody watching this live, and I thank you for your up late watching, or anybody watching this later on, they know it. They know it's the truth. They know it's a fact. And they can't deny that. They can't. I mean, think about it this way. Think about it this way. It's like if you went, it's like if you go back and you think about, if you kind of go back in the, in the memories of your mind, you think back to your days of, in high school or grade school or, or even junior high. You couldn't turn a corner. You couldn't turn a corner, if you will, without seeing the same old group of friends hanging out with each other. The same old cliques, if you will. And nothing changed until they graduated or until a member you know, left because they graduated. Nothing changed. 
and it's and it was repetitive. And the only thing they kept interest, like I said, is when someone would graduate and go off on their own. And that was it. This these factions they feel like basically like that. They feel like you're in high school. They feel like you're in grade school. They feel like you're in junior high because you can't go one place without seeing a one. You can't blink your eyes for one moment and there's another click, there's another click, there's another click, there's another click. It's getting too damn repetitive. And look, I understand Tony Khan's a, a huge wrestling fan. And he wants to give the fans what he feels they want. But this is pushing it. This is pushing it, and it needs to stop. He either needs to do what a lot of people are saying. He needs to either disband these factions and let these members go off and be their own stars in the company, or the you know as individuals or as a team, or make some roster cuts and let them go elsewhere. Because you know why? Because what's going to happen is it's going to come back to bite you. It's going to come back to bite AEW. It's going to come back to bite Tony Khan. And although they got a great viewership number, like I said, this past Wednesday, and that might continue for the next week or so going up to Cinco de Mayo, as we head into summer, it may start to drop off because people may start noticing a repetitiveness in the product. And they're going to be like, wait a minute. They've done this before. Why are they doing it again? And AEW, excuse me there, AEW has shown signs of that already. They have. And if they're starting to already show signs pre, pre, e, post, Wednesday Night Wars, pre, post, Wednesday Night Wars, if you will, then we can only imagine what's going to happen. You know, now that they're on their own. Yeah, they might have momentum now. But what happens as the weeks go on? What happens? Huh? What happens? What's next for them? I mean, the only reason they're going to keep attention on the product is people want to see the build to the Blood and Guts War Games on Cinco de Mayo and then maybe want to see what kind of build we get for Double or Nothing. And that's it. That is it. All I'm going to say is this, in closing. I want AEW to succeed. I do. I don't want TNT to interfere anymore. They've done enough of that, just like Peacock's doing with the scurrying through the 1,700,000 plus hours of content from the WWE to see what's suitable and not suitable. I want AEW, like I said, to succeed without TNT interfering anymore. Because it's one thing to come in or to, over, you know, to step in and say, enough of the surprises, we're done with them. It's another to step in and bleep out you know, superstars, wrestlers now, men and women that, are, that have been known to swear since the beginning of the show, and now you decide to bleep them out. You know... I don't want that to happen anymore. I don't want them to step in and suddenly cause interference broadcast-wise with a broadcast of an NBA game going into or merging into the broadcast of an AEW broadcast or not having any audio for a match. I don't want that anymore. I want AEW to succeed. I want AEW to prove to TNT that they are worth having around for more than just another few years. But if they don't fix the faction problem, that's going to be a detriment to them. And it's going to cause their downfall in the future. And again, if you think TNT stepping in and saying no more surprises, you think TNT stepping in and bleeping out swear words and everything now and causing audio issues or whatever the case may be, and on top of that, have somebody in charge that's very similar in, in mindset to someone 21 years ago, Oh, that took over for Warner Media and didn't want wrestling around. How do you think they're going to feel 
when eventually they want to address the whole fractions, the whole faction deal in AEW and say, hey, I don't know who any of these people are because nobody's an individual. Nobody's getting over on their own. How do you think they're going to feel? And that was just my dog. She just woke up from a nap. She's fine. You know, she's fine. She's just got like little allergies and all that. She's okay. But anyway, like I said, how do you think they're going to feel? They're not, they're not going to be happy. Because again, if they're coming in and saying no more surprises, they're bleeping out swear words, they're causing some technical issues, either accidentally or on purpose. You have somebody in charge that may not want wrestling on the, on the network anymore, just like someone 21 years ago didn't. How do you think they're going to feel if someday down the line they, they want to you know, look things over and then they want to address maybe the, the faction, like I said, the factions issue and say, hey, we don't know who any of these people are because then nobody's, an indivi- nobody's being you know, treated like an individual. They're all part of these groups. You need to do something. How do you think they're going to feel? They're not going to be happy. And do you think I want TNT to step in and resolve this? No. I need Tony Khan. We, we, me, you, we need Tony Khan to step in and be the one that addresses this. And I can't think of a better time for him to address it than either after blood and guts or after double or nothing. And you can make it part of the storyline to where he's just had it up to here and he's going to disband all the factions, including the elite. And that if anybody, and maybe in story, put in a ruling that says if anybody thinks of rejoining or trying to reunite, they'll be fired on the spot. With, they'll be fired on the spot. And if you're a champion, you'll be stripped of the title, you know, that you currently have. So hopefully that doesn't happen. Not, not, I'm not saying that, but like I said, hopefully, so hopefully TNT, you know, doesn't step in. And hopefully what I just said does happen. Because that needs to happen. If I'm Tony Khan, I need to be the one that addresses this. And again, I put it into a story. If I have to build it into a story, I build it into a story. Make it part of the story. You want to make things more personal between him and Callus and him and Omega? That's one way of doing it. That's one way of doing it, in my opinion. That way, you address the factions issue you get rid of all these factions. You let people on their own. And as teams get over and see what happens, you make roster cuts if you have to make roster cuts. You do what you got to do. Because, again, the last thing I want is for TNT to be the ones to step in and address this. Because if they step in, if they step in, then you know AEW is screwed. Whether they have 1.5 million or 2.6 million viewers they're going to be like, viewership, be damned. And you don't want that, and neither do I. So hopefully, AEW addresses this, because I know deep down, Tony Khan doesn't like TNT interfering. I know that the people behind, behind AEW don't like them interfering. And if they know that there's somebody in charge there now that has a similar mindset, like I said, as one person did 21 years ago, that didn't want wrestling on their network. Then if I'm Tony Khan, this is one thing I address because it's a major issue and it needs to be addressed right now. So anyway, though, guys, that's all I'm going to say on this. Let me know what your thoughts are down below. Thank you all for joining me live really late. I really appreciate you guys staying up for this. Um, like I said, I have to do this at these times because, of course, my mom is off for the next uh, week or so uh, due to the fact that, um, you know, they um, uh, had, a, had a girl, one of the students came in, and apparently she wasn't affected, but her family tested positive or were in contact with people over the Easter holiday. And because of that, you know, even though she wasn't affected, they have to uh, They have to basically shut things down for the next week and a half, or then for the rest of next week, to keep for safety protocols to make sure everything is in the clear. And then that's about it. But anyway, though, guys, thank you all for watching me late. I do appreciate it. I'm gonna hit the hay now, guys. I'm tired. But let me know what your thoughts are. Comment down below. Love to hear from each and every one of you. Stay safe. 
get vaccinated. I got my shot already, my first one anyway. Um, God bless and have a good night or good morning. And I am out. Peace.